What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's first full episode of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. Today we are back with our week 14 fantasy football stardom team and our fantasy football sit-em team. Don't forget to check out our... 2023 post-college football mock draft that we uploaded yesterday. Don't forget to be on the lookout for our best bets dropping tomorrow and our NFL game predictions dropping Friday. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And real quick, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Little Italy Pizzeria located in Townsend, Delaware. Come in and check it out. Let them know that the greatest podcast on Surf sent you. They will take care of you. Show proof that you're subscribed or that you listen to us. And they will hook you up with an additional discount. Your first time, if you come in and you show that you're subscribed or that you listen to us, He's there. He claims he will buy your meal. It's How not true a claim, is it's that? a fact. I don't know. It's a 100% fact. If you come in the pizza shop and I'm there, I'm buying your meal. And if I'm not there, you're getting a 10% discount no matter what. So, simple as that. Simple as that. Yes. Start us off. Start him quarterback of the week. One of the most slept on, <laughs> overrated, underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Playing quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, traveling all the way to Detroit, Michigan this week. Kirk Cousins, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Kirk Cousins has gone under 200 yards in the last few games, but he has thrown multiple touchdowns in those few games. It was a rough game against the Jets last week. He only threw 170 yards with a touchdown. He's going to bounce back this week. Detroit is giving up the most fantasy football points to quarterbacks through the first 14 weeks of the season. Kirk Cousins had 20 fantasy points earlier in the season when they played. He had two touchdowns and almost 300 yards passing. Look for him to duplicate plus this and add on to that performance this time. Detroit is allowing just under eight yards per pass attempt. Their secondary is terrible. The Vikings feel as though they're serious playoff contenders, and they got to keep winning these easy games. So look for them to come out here. Make a statement. Kirk Cousins has been playing good. Justin Jefferson has been receiver one. And Dalvin Cook has finally started to hit his stride. So look for Kirk Cousins to come out here. Make a statement this week against the Lions. And look for him to win this game big. He's rostered in 85% of leagues on Yahoo. So if you need a reliable streamer quarterback this week. Because Justin Fields is on by. And he's really the only good quarterback worth starting on by. So if you have a streaming quarterback... Or if you have a quarterback with a bad matchup like Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, guys like that, Dak Prescott, guys of that nature, go ahead and start Kirk Cousins over him this week. He's good for good. He's good for good fantasy points. So start Kirk Cousins this week. My quarterback start this week it is Tua uh, Tagovailoa going up against the Chargers in LA. Now Tua he was really good before his bye week and then after his bye week he's had two games where he hasn't put up good fantasy numbers and that's because of pretty good reasons. The first one was against Houston in which they blew him out in the first half. I think they threw up 30 on him in the first half. And then he didn't play the second one. So Tua only had 15 fantasy points. And for those that doesn't that don't like really pay attention to football and you just look at the box score, you might think Tua's falling off. However, he is not. Um, and then at San Francisco, it was just a tough game. He still put up 16. But going up against the Niners defense yeah. is a defense that you have to respect. And he just didn't have that good of a day. Shit happens. Um... And the Niners happen to get to him. But going up against the Chargers, I just don't believe in the Chargers too much. They're nah. pretty easy going up against quarterbacks. About the 10th easiest, um, 10th, 11th easiest. And Tua should be bouncing back against San Francisco. I mean, the Chargers just let up 17 to Derek Carr. He had 250 and two touchdowns um, with a pick. But Tua is much better than Derek Carr. His weapons are probably better, definitely better. 
The Raiders just suck. Mm-hmm. Um, so give me Tua starting this week. Sit him quarterback this week, speaking of Joe Burrow. Got to sit Joe Burrow this week. It's simple as this. Earlier in the season when they played against the Cleveland Browns, they got blown out 32-13. to Joe Burrow threw 230 yards with two touchdowns, with a pick, and a fumble. Joe Burrow in his career is 0-4 against the Cleveland Browns. They just own him. In his career, he's got eight touchdowns, four picks. He's got 1,200 yards against them with a 92 QBR, which isn't terrible. But the Browns just own Joe Burrow. I don't know what it is. He just can't beat them. He doesn't do very good against them. His best game against them was a f- shootout of a game, 47-35. He threw 400 yards against them with three touchdowns. But in a game like that, it's obvious that that's going to happen. But if you could, if you guaranteed me that this game would be a shootout, which I don't think it will be, I would say start Joe Burrow. But just with the track record and Joe Burrow's track record and overall performance analysis against the Cleveland Browns, it hasn't really been too good. And I know this is kind of a stretch. I know that not many QBs are on by this week. And I know that the streaming quarterbacks are kind of thin on the waivers these days, depending on if you're in an 8, 10, 12, 14 man, whatever kind of league it is. So this is a little bit risky, but I don't think it's getting too cute considering how Joe Burrow has been against the Browns in his career. So sit Joe Burrow this week. Um, at quarterback this week, I'm also sitting Dak Prescott going up against the Texans. Uh, this is because the Texans are actually pretty good against the pass. They've only allowed 10 touchdowns this year to, uh, in the air. And I just think that the Cowboys are going to get this done by running the football. They are 17-point favorites, which just screams a defensive game to rushing touchdowns to Dak not really playing in the second half. Yeah. Granted, Dallas is notorious for playing down to their opponents, so I could be 100,000% wrong because that's what we did against the Colts until we woke up in the fourth quarter. But either way, Dallas... It seems like when it comes to the red zone, it seems like when it comes to the goal line, they're not really like one of the teams that get too cute. Oh, this is a trap game. Jacksonville next week, then Philly the week after. It's written in the stars, yo. Dallas is losing one of these next two games. No. They're losing one of these next two games. And it'll be Jacksonville next week because they're worried about Philly. Yeah. That's exactly what it'll be. Okay. It's a trap game, yo. You want to bet? We'll talk next week. Because i got to make sure Trevor Lawrence is okay first before I start making bets two weeks out. Sitting Dak Prescott, if this guy really is going to bet, I mean, Dallas is going to be like 10-point favorites against the Jaguars because they're just horrible at football. <laughs> Anyways, you're running back. Starting running back this week, Jeff Wilson Jr. I know that he only saw one rushing attempt last week. It just wasn't in the game script. The 49ers got up early, and the 49ers offense was clicking on all cylinders. And Jeff Wilson isn't really your prototypical pass-catching running back. He did see two targets in the passing game, but it just wasn't in the cards for Jeff Wilson to be in the game script last week against the Niners. We said sit him and it worked out. I'm not reading too much into it. Before the bye, I mean, before and even the game after the bye against the Texans, Jeff Wilson solidified himself as the RB1. It was just bad game script last week against the Niners. The Niners had the best defense against the run in football, and they were down throughout a lot of the game, and the Niners were just kind of throwing the ball all over the yard and making big plays all over the place. So really, just I'm really not looking into the Jeff Wilson fluke game too much. I'm saying start him Sunday night against the Chargers. The Chargers have given up the fourth most points to running backs throughout the whole fantasy football season so far. So I think Jeff Wilson's going to bounce back from his fluke of a game last week, and he's going to have a big outing against the Chargers on Sunday night. Also running back this week, I'm starting DeAndre Swift going up against the Vikings. DeAndre Swift has started to get his ground back the last couple weeks. Um, last week he led the backfield in 
Uh, snap count, 51%. So it's still like it's still 50-50. It's still 1A, 1B, no matter which way you look at it. But I think DeAndre Swift this week is going to have a good week against the Vikings. The over-under for this game is pretty high. It's in the 50s. 53 um, and a half, I think it was. Which is pretty high, meaning these two teams are going to score points. Mm-hmm. And I think that if the two teams score points, DeAndre Swift benefits a lot. Uh, especially the last two weeks, he's had six and eight targets in those two weeks. So if he keeps that floor of targets, if he keeps around five, six, seven targets a game, and he brings in about four of them, I mean, that's a pretty constant floor that you're getting just in a receiving game. You're getting eight points from those catches, those yards, and then just whatever he does on the ground and in the end zone comes on top of that. So give me DeAndre Swift this week. Yeah, and um, this next running back start of the week, the next running back start for this week, I'm going to say this is more of a Thursday night daily fantasy lineup start. If you need, if you're looking for a cheap running back for daily fantasy, it's Cam Akers playing the Raiders. He saw a season high 72% of snaps last week. He's kind of taken over this backfield due to severity of injuries. And the Las Vegas Raiders are right behind the Chargers as giving up the fifth most points to fantasy football running backs. The Rams having John Wolford at quarterback kind of helped them a lot because they hung in there with Seattle the whole game and the offense didn't look awful. So, I mean, again, this is a strictly daily fantasy lineup Thursday night. Cam Akers, he saw 14 carries and he's gone over 60 yards in the last two Rams games. And the Raiders are giving up almost 100 rushing yards to running backs a game. So I think Cam Akers could be in for a sneaky good daily fantasy to help you win your daily fantasy night Thursday. He had 19 points against the Seahawks last week. So I'm looking for him to kind of keep up that hot streak against the Raiders that are terrible against the run. Also running back this week, I am starting Deontay Foreman going to Seattle. Seattle allows the second most points to running backs. And Deontay Foreman has been very streaky. But I think the trend has been if the game is close, he's usually done pretty good. Baltimore is obviously an anomaly, but Baltimore is really good against running backs. Other than that, he's done pretty good. I mean, he's had, what do you have, um, 113 yards against Denver, a hard defense. 130 against Atlanta, and then also against Atlanta, he had 120. Against Tampa Bay, he put up 120, give mm-hmm. or take. Uh, so against Seattle, I think I sh- we should see similar outcomes. I don't see Seattle blowing the Panthers out. Granted, it could happen. They are favorites to win a game, but a blowout by Seattle, I just don't see it coming. So Deontay Foreman should get involved early and often, and he should be somewhat a part of the game script the whole entire game. Yeah, moving on to Sidham running backs this week. My first Sidham running back is probably a duo. I guess you could say duo. That is the Jets running backs. Playing... Trio. Yeah. They are playing at home. They are playing away in Buffalo. The last time these two teams played, yes, Michael Carter did have 15 fantasy points, but he had a Jarity touchdown. Without the touchdown, he would have finished with a measly nine points. And you just can't have nine points from one of your fantasy football starters, especially at this point of the season where what are playoffs? Two weeks away now? Uh, two weeks away or one. It depends on the size, but yeah. A week or two away. You're a week or two away from the playoffs, and you can't afford to have your RB1, RB2 putting up nine fantasy points because who's telling if they're going to score? Buffalo's got to get their get back this week. They lost to the Jets earlier in the season. I think Buffalo is due to get their get back. They just had um, a field day against the Patriots last Thursday night. They've had a little more time to rest than the Jets, who are coming off a tough loss. And Mike White is not him. Mike White played so bad, he had Robert Salah saying we'll probably see Zach Wilson again at some point. So that should tell you all you need to hear. Buffalo's got to get their get back. They're going to stuff the Jets' run. 
early, and they're going to make the Jets try and throw the ball on them. So sit, Michael Carter. What's the guy's name? Um, Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight and James Robinson, if you're down that bad. Ty Johnson. And Ty Johnson. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Sit the Jets running backs more of the story. Um, also sitting Rashad White going up against the Niners. I love Rashad White. I've been talking about him almost every week, and it almost pains me to say to sit him, but... Going up against the Niners, it is a very tough defense. They are last in points allowed to running backs. And now he's in a committee with Leonard Fournette. So just a lot of things piling up that I don't really like. If Leonard Fournette wasn't missed time again, Rashad White is an automatic start. But other than that, I just can't trust it, especially in this game. The over-under is 37. That means nobody's scoring. Yeah. It's 37 in California. So it's not the weather. It's literally just these teams are not doing shit. So... Probably sit both of these running backs, if we're being honest. Probably. Yeah. I'd probably sit both of them. Yeah. Um, that's just me, though. And moving on to my final sit on running back of the week. This guy, this is a guy who's been on kind of a tear as of late. He's been playing really good, but he's got a bad matchup this week. It's James Conner of the Arizona Cardinals. Going against the New England Patriots. Yes, the Patriots did just give up a combined 105 yards to two running back to Singletary. <laughs> and... James Cook, but I'm not reading too much into it. The Patriots have been amazing against the run earlier. They're the second best team against the run all year, and they've given up the second least amount of points to running backs in fantasy football so year. They average giving up less than 80 yards to running backs. They have only allowed, to date, they've only allowed two teams to rush over 100 yards against them. Yes, James Conner has been on a tear. He did have 120 yards against the Chargers the week before. But the week before that, against the 49ers, who are the best against the run, he had 14. But he did score a touchdown, so without that touchdown, you're looking at, what, eight points? So I just don't think you can trust James Conner this week going up against the Patriots. He's been very inconsistent all year. Yeah, they're coming off the bye week, but I think that the bye week is going to benefit, for for the Cardinals, is going to benefit Kyler, D-Hop, and Hollywood Brown more than it benefits anybody else on the offense. So I'm confidently saying Sid James Conner this week against my New England Patriots. I'm also saying to Sid Travis Etienne going up against Tennessee. It is a hard matchup for one and Travis. He hasn't done too good the past couple weeks. I know part of that was because of the injury. And, but, but I'm sure that is still like playing some type of an effect. He's getting on the field a lot, which is good. But I mean, when you don't do anything against Detroit, it's hard to say that you're going to do anything against Tennessee. So... You know, be kind of cautious with this because Travis Etienne, he's he's a baller. And I think that he's going to be on my fantasy teams next year. It's just hard to trust them right now. Go Jags. My sus- Go Travis. Speaking of the Jags, my first my group of Sardom receivers this week is the Jags receivers. But I'm going to start off with Christian Kirk this week. The Titans have been getting torched by receiver ones all year. We just saw the Titans give up. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown both had a field day on them. Quez Watkins was open downfield. The Titans secondary is giving up 280 yards to wide receivers this season, and they've allowed three 100-plus yard receivers in two weeks. So that's just how you need to hear. So Christian Kirk is a must-start this week. And if you're a daily fantasy lineup and you're spending big money on like a running back or a quarterback or a tight end this week, Zay Jones might not be a bad option either. Again, the Titans just gave up, let Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown both go for over 100 yards against them last week. I can see the Titans just like, I mean, I could see the Jags just picking up off Ryan with just said, throwing the ball because the Titans' run defense is so good, which is only going to benefit Christian Kirk and Zay Jones 
in the long run. Now, again, this is only assuming Trevor Lawrence is playing. We haven't heard much about his injury yet, so be cautious for that. But assuming Trevor Lawrence plays, you can confidently start Christian Kirk this week in fantasy. He's Christian Kirk's my start of the week, by the way. And if you're in a daily fantasy lineup or if you're in a deeper fantasy league, Zay Jones is a very good option this week. Also, have receiver this week, I am starting Garrett Wilson going up against Buffalo. Might be kicking the dog with it being just a little bit too obvious. Um, <laughs> Garrett Wilson has been balling the last couple weeks with yep. Mike White. So if Mike White happens to disappear, then we got slight problems, obviously. But the last couple weeks, 24-26 with Mr. Mike White, the mm-hmm. man himself. And he's getting a shit ton of targets. Uh, last week he had 15 targets. That is literally force-feeding that man the ball. Yep. And he's been balling out with it. He is a potential Rookie of the Year candidate. Offensive Rookie of the Year candidate. I mean, he's, he's balling out. There's not much more to say than it. How many targets did you say Garrett Wilson had last week? It's 15. And? He threw the ball a lot, I think. I, I, can't, I can't find it on here, but still. Force-feeding the ball. Starting off... I had a stardom tight end this week. It's the guy who was on my... He, I'm pretty sure he might have been my start of the week last week. Jared Everett of the Los Angeles Chargers going up against the Dolphins, who have given up the second most catches to tight ends all year, and they have given up the third most fantasy football points to tight ends all year. Jared Everett saw 80 receiving yards last week and hauled in six targets. That was with a fully healthy offense, with Austin Eckler having a game, with a healthy Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and with a Josh Palmer having a game. I said it at the beginning of this year, Justin Herbert needs a tight end. They got Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett has been a solid tight end option all year for Justin Herbert to look to if his guys ain't getting open. And Gerald Everett has been making the most of his attempts. And I think we're going to see that continue this week against the Miami Dolphins, who are, again, have given up the third most fantasy football points at tight end. So if you if you need a tight end this week, if Cole Komet's on by, if Bob Tunyon, Bob Tunyon's on by, Taysom Hill's on by, Go ahead and pick up Gerald Everett if he's available in your league. He's rostered in 83% of Yahoo leagues. So go ahead and start a start Gerald Everett this week against the Dolphins Sunday night. Another receiver that I'm starting this week is George Pickens going up against Baltimore. He has been good until last week, and last week he didn't do anything at all. And there's reports that he you know, is kind of complaining about his target share. He'll get his get back. He ain't worried. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. If somebody complains about their target share, usually they get a shit ton of targets the next week. Unless your name's Elijah Moore. Yes. Um, and George Pickens, I, I feel like the Steelers would do it. I think they will accommodate that request. So this is a daily fantasy. This is not like your get into the playoffs type of game where you put in George Pickens over like Mike Evans because, yeah. you know, I mean, don't get too cute. Unless you're down by a lot, then you could consider. But don't get too cute. Put him in your daily fantasy lineups and send it. And my first group, I had a lot of groups this week. My sit receivers this week is the Browns wide receivers going against the Bengals. Donovan Peoples-Jones did have 13 fantasy football points last week, but again, he did score the only Houston Texans touchdown. Without that touchdown, he scored 40, he had 44 yards on three receptions. So that is a measly seven. And Amari Cooper only had 40 yards as well. So they the two of them combined for 80 yards. Again, I think that this Bengals... Browns game, as we talked about earlier and as we talked about on yesterday's best bets, it's going to keep on track that the past two games have gone. It's going to be an under. They're going to go under 47 points. It's going to be a defensive battle, and we're going to see who can we're going to see who can thug it out on defense and who can end up coming in clutch and winning the game. I don't again with the way Deshaun Watson played last week in the whole Browns offense. I mean, they couldn't even get a run game going against the Texans. So I mean, I think it's just again Watson had his first game back in 700 plus days. 
I think it's going to take more than one game to get back into the swing of things. And in a divisional game in Cincinnati, I don't think that this is the game traveling to Cincinnati in a divisional game when playoffs are right around the corner and these games are kind of must-wins for both sides. I don't think that this is the game where the Browns come out here and everything clicks and everything's perfect. So I'm saying sit the Browns receivers this week. I'm also saying to sit Debo Samuel going up against Tampa Bay. It's not a good matchup. Tampa Bay defense is pretty good. Uh, and Debo with Purdy, I'm just not sure I like it. I'm not sure you can trust it. This is a very low-scoring game. Once again, it is a 37 over-under that screams just brutal watching. Yeah. And, I mean, I just don't like it. So sit Debo Samuel going up against Tampa Bay. To wrap up my sit team this week, Gabriel Davis, Gabe Davis versus the Jets. Last time these two teams played, he hauled in two receptions for 30 yards. Now, don't get me wrong. Gabe Davis is probably due for a four-touchdown game. I'm hoping it's this week. I'm hoping it's not because I'm saying sit him. But, again, the Jets' secondary has been solid all year. I don't know how you're going to see the Sauce versus Diggs matchup again if Sauce decides to follow. And if not, he'll be on the other side guarding Gabe Davis. I don't see Gabe Davis doing anything this week. He really hasn't been doing much. I think he's got 9 and 11 fantasy points in the past two games. That's nothing to really rave about. Again, you're getting to the point of the season where playoffs are next week or the week after. So you really got to do your research. You really got to listen to the greatest podcast on turf. Read into the matchups. Hit your boys up for questions. We will get back to you on TikTok, on Instagram. Even if some of you guys have our my phone number. Our phone number. Or in the comment section on this video. Literally. We will respond to you. You have my word. We will respond to you. And... Sid Gabe Davis this week. Also sitting Michael Gallup against Houston. It's a lot of the same Wake. reasons against... <clears throat> He had two touchdowns last week. Fair enough. He, um, it's a lot of the same reasons as Dak Prescott. Houston doesn't allow a lot of passing touchdowns. This game screams get out early and often by Dallas and run the football. So it's not going to be a lot of volume for Michael Gallup. Um, if he does anything, you're banking on it being in the first two quarters. Uh, so sit him this week against Houston. Yeah, and then again, that's going to wrap this one up. Don't be afraid. To, I'm saying hit your boys up. We will show you guys love. We will respond to your comments. We will give you our best analysis. Don't be afraid to message us. I promise you we'll answer. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Peace.